So for this podcast, I have Kevil. Um, he has over 10 years of SEO experience and uh, he has his own agency. Um, I definitely re- recommend checking him out on, on Twitter. You can find him at S-E-O-K-E-B-A-L. Um, in, in short, in regards to what we had for this podcast was him breaking down how he's always had like this urge of not being a part of that nine to five, not working for somebody, not working for that annual raise and how it's all bullshit. And it's like, really? Like, this is all I'm making. This is the max enjoyment I can have like out of my personal life. And it's how it's bullshit. And, and yeah. And I mean, he just talks about how he gave up alcohol, how, how he's sleeping more because he creates his own schedule, how he has his own Tesla. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really good podcast. I liked it. So enjoy you guys. And also, he's a fucking badass because he's he's not subjected to PC culture. So, <laughs> enjoy. Just um, you know, just taking on some sales calls, making mm-hmm. sure clients are actually getting results and stuff. Just you know, typical agency day to day. Got you, got you. So that's your your company. Just the agency, or do you have like anything else that you're running on the side? So right now, it's just the agency. Um, you know, people are always kind of pushing me, pushing mm-hmm. me to do trainings and info products and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, I'm, I've always been kind of the guy that just likes to focus on one thing at a time and really kind of scale mm-hmm. the current project at hand. Stuff like info products and, you know, coaching and stuff. It's all it's all available to do mm-hmm. in the future, but it's like just right now, I just want to kind of focus on the agency. I feel that. So it's like being like the master of one instead of like the jack of all trades kind of deal. Exactly. Yeah, because... It's, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that just because like when anytime you get to an agency, like especially in the marketing world, people are always just like, hey, like you do you do Facebook ads, Instagram ads, like mm-hmm. SEO, you do all of it. And when I first started like trying to like build the agency, I try to be like a jack of all trades. I tried to yeah. learn you know, all the different um, ways to basically grow a brand through ads and stuff like that. Right. But then I found out that I, I ended up just having more success when I just niched down into like SEO. So it's like okay. being a jack of all trades, I learned is just not super helpful. It's way better if you just kind of niche down into mm-hmm. a certain area. I completely agree. I feel like that's the that's where the room for potential and profit is for the most part. I think that goes with anything for the, like you just got to find your own niche. I think for uh, for the people listening, why, why don't you mind just giving us like a little breakdown of like who you are and, and how you got to where you're at right now? Yeah, for sure. So um you know, my name's Kevil, obviously. <laughs> um, we So I've been in the SEO industry for about 10 years now. Um, I started off when I was like 15. Uh, there was something that really, you know, got my attention. Something, something about having that online presence that was really appealing to me. I wanted, I love the idea of having my space on the internet and having viewers come in and read my content and comment and interact and stuff like that. I, I guess I was more interested in kind of building a community. That, mm-hmm. That's what got me excited. Um, so I remember when I was like maybe 14 or 15, I found WordPress, um, mm-hmm. and at the time you could create like a free WordPress site. I don't know if you can still do that, but you could back then. So it was really easy just to set up a free website, mm-hmm. um, and then start running content. Um, back then I was super interested in like video games and stuff. So what I did was I basically blogged about like Halo and stuff like nice. that, right? Yeah. Just like the stuff that I was interested in. And I was trying to build kind of like a community, just like a readership, just for, for just for fun, right? It was just kind of like a project. Um, but what I quickly found is that like most people, like it's very difficult to actually get people to come and read your stuff, right? You think that when you start writing stuff, people automatically come. That's just not the case. So what ended up happening is I started like 
researching and I found FTO kind of as a way to drive traffic organically to your site, you know, drive free traffic. So that's kind of when I, that's kind of how I went down the rabbit hole um, of SEO. And ultimately I kind of stuck with it, right? Mm-hmm. Like over the last 10 years, you know, I've, I've worked on my own personal projects and then I've kind of moved on uh, to do it in a more professional setting, kind of like in an, in an agency setting out of college. Um, and then just the last couple of years, I kind of decided to start my own uh, agency and it basically allowed me to quit the nine to five job, mm-hmm. uh, work with my own clients on the side, hire staff and stuff like that. And really just kind of, kind of be free, you know, mm-hmm. just, uh, just, uh, ha- have the freedom to kind of what do what you want day to day so that your life doesn't just have to be work, right? Like you can do other stuff because I feel like I've always been of the belief that work is such a small part mm-hmm. um, of your life and the way things are kind of structured with, with the nine to five and stuff like that. It makes it makes work like pretty much the majority of your life, and I just don't think that's the way to live. Yeah, no, I I wholeheartedly agree with you. If you're just living like nine to five or just looking for the weekend, I don't think that's how it should be at all. But mm-hmm. I mean, how how has it been like in regards to like when your old job compared to now? Like, do you wake up later? Do you still wake up early? Or how do, how do you take advantage of that free time that you have now? So essentially, like, I don't set an alarm clock. I just kind of wake up when I wake up like mm-hmm. you know today I woke up at nine yeah um, some I wake up at 10 <laughs> some days I wake up at 11 mm-hmm. you know it just kind of it just depends um so I guess that's that's one thing because I mean I used to that's a huge benefit right there alone <laughs> yeah right there yeah. I mean that that was the biggest thing I that's hated was just one. like laying in bed sitting there at like 8 30 or, or yeah. even 7 8 right 7 8 a.m thinking like uh oh, you know kind of playing through your head what you got to do get up it's just no fun. Yeah. I'm just having to be to lay in bed. Like it's such a, <laughs> it's such a like a, a simple thing, but it's it's so nice. Yeah. Um, and then just you know being able to go out and get coffee in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, come because I usually get started with work around like twelve or so mm-hmm. um, every day. So it's That's just like just having the freedom just to not have to be in a rush in the morning, right? To take it easy, and then you know you finish up at around maybe four or five or something like mm-hmm. that um, on a good day, and mm-hmm. you just you just relax, right? Um, it's kind of it's it's funny working for yourself though because it's like you're obviously reliant on like you're relying on yourself for your income right Mm -hmm. um so like it gets to a point where like you you do have to push yourself to work because it's like yeah nobody's putting no one's holding a gun to your head right like you don't have to work want to but like (laughs) you don't put in the hours like you're not gonna make any money so yeah um that that's that's kind of a big thing that that kind of pushes you how do you other than other than that other than those thoughts in your head like what motivates you like is it the coffee that drives you like to go or is there something in particular that like um that gets you going yeah i mean i think just the way i'm wired like i can't if i'm like stagnating like Mm -hmm. if 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 the company's not growing or if i feel like i'm not making progress Mm -hmm. i i feel like i'm gonna lose my mind then like i just don't feel content unless i'm continuously pushing it Mm -hmm. um and I don't know if it's a problem. It might be a problem, right? It might get to a point where it's just like, hey, you know, um, enough is enough. Just, just chill. But, you know, I'm working on that too, trying to find a kind of a happy medium for it. Mm-hmm. But I guess the bottom line is that, like, it's just kind of internally. I kind of just have that internal drive that makes me want to keep uh, pushing the needle and see see how far things can go. Um, just because, like, you know, growing up, like, a lot of times you don't think stuff like this is possible. You don't think you can build six, seven-figure business um, within like a year or two. Right. And, and you don't think that you could work four hours a day and make 10 times, 20 times what they pay you at an office job to make, 
you know, mm-hmm. make what you know, make what you make, right? Um, so it it's just like. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Are you able to edit oh. that out? Oh no! Literally every podcast I have like two of those, so I'm not like you're oh, okay. like okay. myself. Okay. I'm just like fuck. I forgot what I was going. Yeah, yeah, just... well, my, my train of thought was just like no, man. Whatever. That's why that's why this podcast is so socially irresponsible. There's no pressure. Like you're fine. Like as long as you're human, that's the main thing, you know. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, sorry. Yeah, no, it was more so like, well, what's like the the motivation that like gets you going, and it's like you have like that fixation to like help out like your your clients that are paying for you, like you want that drive, and that's like an issue that you've had, and you're trying to find like a happy medium with like the last few things you were saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it really is about kind of trying to find the happy medium so you don't drive yourself crazy. Um, but again, there is that kind of innate thing that that makes you want to keep pushing the needle, see how far you can go. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know, like as I was saying, like with, with the nine to five, it's like you you make your set salary, yeah. right? Working working like eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. But then when you get into business, you realize that you can leverage time to make even more money. So it's like you could spend three, four hours a day working mm-hmm. um, and make 10, 20 times what you make in a nine to five. So yeah. um, I guess once you kind of have that mindset flip and you realize what's possible, mm-hmm. there's always just kind of that sense of curiosity to see like, to kind of push <laughs> the envelope and see, see what else you can do, right? Yeah, that's insane. I guess that just goes to show the power of the internet if you know how to how to utilize it for the most part. I, I, that's a fucking trip to me. I don't know, man. But I, I just do. Want, I do want to say this. How's your Tesla? That's well earned. How is that? <laughs> the Tesla is nice. The Tesla is nice. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I just finally figured out how to use the autopilot on it. I was always, I was a little bit scared to use it. To be honest, yeah. I didn't trust it. But I'm using it uh, quite a bit now. It's pretty nice. Have you Can't seen? Have you seen those people that like put like a shoe or something to make sure like it's the like it still has that contact with the human or whatever. Like and they're in the back seat because they don't care. <laughs> like, they, they put a what? I'm sorry. They'll put like I've seen like certain things that they'll put like a shoe or they'll attach like a brick or something like that, so that way it thinks that there's somebody like there. Oh, I am like, yeah. duh. <laughs> it's like, you know, I've heard of people do that. Yeah. I personally haven't yet, um, uh-huh. but I can see why people would do it. I, yeah. I think I'm still trying to build up the trust to it, right? Yeah, because me it's too. it's weird, especially like when it's going fast and it has yeah. like a really sharp turn, you're like, is this thing going to slow down or is yeah. it going to take me off the road? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my so, biggest scare, man. I'd be like, Oh shit. You know, but yeah, no, but I have, I have seen that, that you like the results that you've driven for like your customers though. Like they usually tend to spike around like the two to four month mark. I'm like, it's like a nice, like consistent wave. And then it's like, a, it goes parabolic. It's like, Holy shit, man. What, yeah. uh, what, what separates you from like other SEO companies and agencies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's a good question because, you know, in my time kind of learning SEO and working for, um, you know, other SEO agencies, mm-hmm. I was able to really do some good market research there and see like where the struggles are with these SEO companies, like see like where are most of them falling short. And the way most of them are falling short is that they get too process oriented mm-hmm. in the sense that they build a process, right? And they relay that process to pretty much every single client they onboard, right? Like every client gets the same steps over and over again. The problem with that is that SEO is something that needs to be more custom. If it's not customized, it's not gonna work nearly as well. Now, the the reason why the agencies uh, process oriented everything is because that's how you scale, right? If everything is not a process, there's no way for you to train a staff and there's no way for you to scale. So they do that to scale, but the problem is that the results are extremely subpar. So for that reason, the SEO, like the SEO industry as a whole, 
most agencies have have a really bad reputation because most agencies just don't get that just don't get great results. Mm-hmm. For me, having been in the SEO industry for ten years, and you know, I had a proof of concept. I know how to do SEO, right? I know how to how to do it in a way that actually generates results. Mm-hmm. So I built an agency that's a little bit smaller, um, and it's it is more results driven in the sense that we don't really have processes that we abide by every time. Like obviously we have a general framework of, mm-hmm. of how we do SEO, but every client we come in with kind of like a clean slate. Mm-hmm. Um, every client gets their own custom built uh, plan basically in mm-hmm. order to get them, in order to get them ranking. Now for that reason, we can't onboard, you know, 20 clients a month. Like some of these agencies do, we can't scale to that extent. Mm-hmm. We usually try to limit ourselves to like maybe four to five, three to five clients, maybe a month. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a waiting list. So then, Anyone who's interested just hops on, hops on the gotcha. next month. By, by only onboarding that limited amount of clients, like I said, everyone gets a custom solution. So that's why they get the results that they do. So mm-hmm. I know it sounds kind of like cliche, but like what separates us is the fact that we actually get results because yeah. most SEO agencies just don't do a good job doing that. It, it makes sense because uh, I guess for them, uh, from their point of perspective, is like they, they have the ability to take on more, but it's it's more vague. Like, like you said, it's just generalized. It's not customized the, the way that you are. So I guess that's, yeah. that's what separates you guys. That's pretty crazy though, man. I don't. What do you think the best like, um, the best piece of advice is that you picked up from like SEO, whether that be from a teacher, a book, a course, etc. Because obviously, it must have been a long journey aside from like just kind of starting off playing around with WordPress and everything. Yeah, I mean, I'd say like my biggest piece of advice would probably just be to never stop learning with mm-hmm. SEO. Um, and the reason why I say that is because SEO is something that changes. It changes day to day sometimes, month to month, year to year, like it's always changing. Mm-hmm. Stuff that worked two years ago doesn't work now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is important for you to kind of stay up to date, to be reading blogs and also testing things for your own, for your own self, right? Like mm-hmm. see, see what works. Like most of my strategies that I've created, they're actually not stuff that I read about. Like maybe the framework for them is, is stuff that I read online and learned from other people. But my strategies is stuff that I've tested myself and I've, den- I've identified what actually works in the SEO world. Because like I said, Google's algorithm, like it changes. What worked two years ago doesn't work now. So you have to keep testing so you can stay ahead of the curve um, and ensure that you're generating results regardless of what Google update uh, you know, is, is currently present. Mm-hmm. Got you. No, yeah, no, it, it's crazy. That's one of the things that I realized about like college and everything. Like that. They teach you so that's outdated. It's like by the time you actually graduate and stuff like that, some like at least for like social media and the internet and in, in short, at that point it's kind of irrelevant because the market's always changing. It's not up to par. There's always different algorithms. There's always different searches for everything and so forth. So I I, I don't know. It's just it's just crazy to me. What's one of the things that that you enjoyed? from college the most because obviously it depending on what you're going for you can either learn a lot or you can kind of just be like digging around and wasting your time um i mean i pretty much just wasted my time in college to be honest <laughs> i think I, a I lot of people did yeah yeah like i mean i actually i didn't even graduate to be honest mm-hmm. i dropped out at the end um i mean my college experience was was a bit of a joke i mean i pretty much just partied the whole time <laughs> um I was, yeah like seriously like I, I i was doing computer science at the time uh-huh. um and i ended up like failing out of computer science <laughs> and oh, then i i switched into economics mm-hmm. and then i was failing economics too yeah I hate and then like, I, I think by the end of it i was like five years into college um and then i just decided like i had like three classes left mm. i was like wow i'm gonna have to do like 
another semester going into my sixth year. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of fortunate in the sense that I got ca- contacted by an SEO agency who had seen kind of my work because, you know, despite the fact that I was doing computer science and economics in college, mm-hmm. I was still practicing SEO on the side because that was like uh-huh. my skill, right? Mm-hmm. My grades suck, so I got internships for SEO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, so, I had the experience. So I had a, a company contact me, an agency. Um, there was like, hey, you know, we love the stuff that you're doing. We'd love to, you know, interview, interview you. So I interviewed with them. They gave me an offer and then I was like, well, shit. I mean, I got the job, right? Like yeah. they were willing to hire me without a degree. So, um, kind of my, my plan at that point was just like, let me just work the job and then I'll just finish college on the side. Right. Cause that's only three classes left. But then what ended up happening was I, I worked for the agency and then I worked for another company and then I started my own company. And now like, I have no interest in yeah. obviously going back and finishing the degree. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that. I guess going back to that, um, that thread that you got, they got a lot of impressions on, I guess. Yeah. Um, when they told you that you were going to get, I think it was like a 1% raise, like per year, how did like that make you feel? Cause obviously I think I would have been the same, would have been like, fuck you. I'm like, what the fuck is yeah. this? You know? But, but yeah, what'd you think about it? Like personally, you know what the funny, yeah. I mean, that was definitely a wake up call because <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean like I think within about a month or two, I was out of there and I, mm-hmm. I was like, I was at a new position, but yeah. essentially it was, it was really strange. And really frustrating because not only did I just get a one percent raise on a forty k salary, which is four hundred dollars for the whole year, right? Um, I was getting judged, like my SEO skills, like my skills were getting judged um, Mm. by my manager who didn't know SEO, and she gave me like a three out of five for everything. I was just like, "Bitch, like what are you gonna judge me for SEO? You don't even know SEO." Yeah, that combined with a one percent raise yeah. and i was just like that's it this yeah. ain't gonna work yeah so at that point like i'll be honest like i wasn't thinking about starting a business at that point mm-hmm. but what did kind of cross my mind was just like i need to start climbing the corporate ladder right i need to start job hopping because you know i'm never gonna make six figures because six figures was was the goal back then yeah um like i'm never gonna make six figures working for this one company i'm gonna have to keep job hopping so my plan was just start job hopping but then uh, two months into my next position, um, ultimately just decided to make the jump into business. Yeah, that's crazy. No, that's like a like a, a fat personal trainer saying like, oh, you didn't do the pull-ups right. It's like, who the fuck are you to judge? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, what? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. That, that, that'd be like the fucking audacity. But yeah, at that point, I'd be like, I don't even fucking, I don't even want to like be around you, Fox. I don't know. I think that's like the one thing that I didn't like about like certain positions, depending on like where you're where you're working and everything like that. The environments can drain you and put you down as well if you let it, which a lot of people don't have the discipline to come out on top of it regardless, which obviously you did. Hence why you're in the position where you're at right now. But a lot of people just stay in that like nine to five kind of mindset and they're, they're doing that for their whole life. And that's 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 crazy. I mean, you've already pretty much achieved what. A lot of people have in like their 401ks after like 10, 20 years, you know, after hard <laughs> fucking work and investing in the stock market. And you're like, yeah, I'm just breezing on right by, you know, <laughs> that's the dream, though. So, I mean, you're you're 26, I'm assuming, or 25, 25. 25. OK, dude. Yeah, you're, you got so much fucking time, too. Is there like any goal that you want to like achieve or anything like that by like a certain age? I know a lot, I've noticed a lot of people don't put like certain markers on them, but I was wondering if you yeah. like if you do or it's just like a when it happens, it happens as long as you're moving towards that goal yeah i mean ideally like my one of my big goals i want to have like a seven figure net worth Mm -hmm. in like over the next 12 months over the next Mm -hmm. year that's my goal to kind of just hit that like liquid mark 
um, that would be that would be pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, just because it's like, you know, I'm still going through kind of like the honeymoon phase of, of, of the whole thing because it hadn't mm. been that year. It hadn't been that long, right? Yeah. I've only been doing this for like a year and a half, two years, something like that. So mm. it's like I'm still just kind of blown away. Like there's still steps that I'm taking where I see the results and I'm like, man, like this stuff is, it's really possible. Like, this is like, this is real, <laughs> you know, like it's, um, and when you, when you're making sometimes like, you know, your whole nine to five salary in a month, you're just mm, like, God damn. Yeah. Right? So it's, I'm still kind of taking it, uh, wave by wave a little bit, but like, that's my immediate goal. And then we'll, we'll see what, what happens after that. I feel like at a certain point it stops being about the money and is more about the achievement, mm. which is kind of what I'm starting to see now. Like the money is great. It's fun. You know, you need, you need money obviously. Um, but like, well, the reason why I think I post the results on Twitter as much as I do for clients is cause like that stuff gets me pumped, man. You know, mm. like it, it's, it's obviously great from like a promotional standpoint for myself, mm. but you know, going back to when I first started learning SEO, like, I was never doing it for the money, right? When I was creating like a community and stuff like that, readers, I just wanted like views, you know, I just wanted people coming to the site, getting value and stuff like that. So I feel like I kind of still have that um, same, same kind of thought process around, around SEO. Like, mm -hmm. yes, it makes money, but what really gets me excited is actually seeing clients succeed. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think the goal ultimately is just going to be to have as many success stories as possible and actually help these businesses, right? Mm -hmm. Unlike what most SEO agencies out there are doing. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, I, I completely agree. When, like, when I saw those graphs, I was like, damn, that's clean as fuck, dude. I was like, shit, yeah. where, where are you staying at right now? Uh, so I'm in uh, Maryland, I live in Elkett City. Okay, have you, ever, have you ever thought about moving to like any of the other cities? Are you planning on staying over there? Or? You know, I like the East Coast, I like this area. Um, but I mean, I do want to like kind of Airbnb hop around the country here. That'd be sick. Soon. Yeah. That's kind of like my next next plan, um, because like I like living here, uh, but I do want to see everything. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna check, kind of check out the rest of the country once uh, once COVID stuff ends and we, we're a little more free to do whatever we want. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I, I think I think you're right. I mean, especially if you can do it from wherever you're at. I'm I'm assuming, right? I mean, it's just mm -hmm. managing it through your computer, through your phone, uh, whatever it might be. But you don't have like any like solid inventory, at least from like what I know, correct? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's completely remote, right? Like mm -hmm. we have, I have contractors and like VAs and stuff that work and it's, it's all remote. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty much free to work, work from wherever. Okay. Is that, so is it just yourself or do you have a team? Cause you, you mentioned contractors as well and, and all that. Yeah, I have a team. It's, it's not, it's not just myself. Um, mm -hmm. it's, you know, slowly just, just as of recently, I've kind of been growing the team mm -hmm. because I feel like you go, when you like start up a business, especially from like, from my point of view, like when you're doing SEO, like when you're the SEO guy, the way you start it is just like, you get clients and I, like, I was doing the SEO because I knew the SEO. Right. Mm -hmm. But then as your business kind of starts to grow and you start getting more clients, you go through this weird phase where you have to stop thinking like a freelancer and you have to start thinking like a business owner. Okay. Um, and that kind of, that's kind of the transition I had to go through it and stop thinking of it as like, Hey, like I'm going to do the SEO to, I'm going to figure out how to train a team so they could build the SEO and I could focus on growing the business. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I've transitioned to now. So I have contractors and like VAs in place to kind of handle a lot of the fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm more focused obviously on communicating with the client and you know making sure the campaign, uh, is geared, is geared to do what they're, what, what results they're looking for. 
Got you, okay. And then just uh, as a side note to what you mentioned before as well about, like, uh, it's still, like, refreshing. Like, it's still, like, um, like a trip seeing your business grow as it is right now. Because uh, every mm-hmm. person that I've had on, that like, I've, I've talked to them about their business. They're just, like, super, like, like cold about it. And I'm like, well, that's, you lost the human side of you. I'm like, that's one thing I hope to, like, never lose. Like, I still want to be human and enjoy it, you know? And, like, not just, like, sounds kind of, like, shitty, but, like, like a buzzkill, you know? I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, at the end of the day, we're humans. So I'm like, why do you want to be a corporate robot for? Like, that's like, I, I, obviously, they have insight and everything like that. And they've gotten to the point where they're at by being who they are. But I'm like, but I like, I feel like I like, maybe that's just my be me being a bitch, but I still want that human element, you know, personally. Yeah. Well, what, just, well, just out of curiosity, yeah. what do you mean by like they're, they're, they're cold about it? They're losing their human um, element. Not, not human. Maybe it just might be for appearance as well, more than mm-hmm. anything. But it's like, yeah, so I scaled my my business from a thousand to like five mil, and I'm like, I'm like, do you feel nothing? They're like, no. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like that's what I mean. Yeah. But like, it might just be like a show too. Like they they obviously more like I mean I think they would feel something. Like they might be like balling in their own way and doing their own things. But at least when I'm talking to them, like it's that element isn't there. It's not present, you know. At least for the podcast, at least. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, I mean like look, this stuff it's it should be for fun, right? Mm-hmm. I mean like we're out here making money online, not working a corporate job, right? Like meeting people out. Like I get to meet you today online. Yeah. Like this stuff's fun, man. Yeah. Right? Just enjoy it. Like we're all going to die in like 50 years anyway. So just <laughs> see, I, yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree with that mentality and that yeah. mindset. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know, maybe just like the, just having to deal with investors, having to deal with shareholders, maybe that shit like dries you out, you know, at, at some point. But no, mm. I, I really like that mark that you have. Like you're aiming for that seven figure mark. I think you can do it. I mean, especially at the point where you're at. I mean, I, other than mm-hmm. like with the money that you currently have, or is it like mostly going to the business or what do you do with like the free money that you have to yourself other than the car, obviously? <laughs> you know, it's it's funny because like the way my business is structured, I've paid zero dollars in advertising. I have Shit. not run a full ad yet. Yeah. yeah. That's so, what's up. It's really like... You know, it, it's not a typical way to scale. It's, it's not. Like, if you look up, like, how to build an agency, like, you know, the model the model for you is going to be do cold email, you know, do LinkedIn outreach, do Instagram outreach, right? Do, do a bunch of cold outreach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, get a client, create a proof of concept, figure out the messaging that works to attract that client, and then run paid ads to bring mm-hmm. more people into your sphere. I was fortunate in the sense that I was able to build a personal brand around me framing me as kind of like the expert in the SEO world. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess in, in particular to like e-commerce, that's, that's kind of what I focus on now. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little bit fortunate in that sense where like I can just get clients through my personal brand. Like I get DMS every day for people looking for SEO service, just people book calls with me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, as I grow my personal brand, I grow my client base. Um, and the great thing about ha- having a personal brand is that, I don't really have to, well, there's a couple things. Number one, I don't really have to sell these guys too much on the services. These guys know who I am, right? They've mm-hmm. seen my results. They get on the call with me. The only thing they're looking for is just the price. They're like, can we afford it? If they mm-hmm. can, I'm on board, right? It's, I don't really have to do much selling. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's for that reason that I'm so attracted to this model of having a personal brand over running ads. Because mm-hmm. when you're running ads, there's a cost for acquisition, right? So obviously you're having to put money into the business. Um, which is not a bad thing, right? Like every, everybody does it. Um, mm-hmm. But with SEO, it becomes really difficult because SEO is something that 
you know, it takes a while to really get going. So it's really difficult to close someone on, on a service that takes six months for them to see an ROI sometimes. So it's like often it's, it's a lot easier to sign SEO clients uh, when the person actually wants SEO. And those are the people I get through my brand, people who know who I am, people who want SEO, mm-hmm. they understand it takes six months. So it's like, just from like a business standpoint, it's, I just find it so much easier just to use my personal brand. So it's like, will I put money into the business at some point? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, like once I get to a point where I want to scale even more, you're going to have to hire more people. Like mm-hmm. that's the way, the, uh, the place where most of my money goes when I go back into the business is just paying for contractors and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, as, as I continue to grow, obviously you're going to put more money into hiring more staff. I probably will start running paid ads at some point, mm-hmm. but just again, like I kind of said, just because this is more personal brand focused, mm-hmm. you don't have to put too much ads. I feel that. So <clears throat> let me ask you this as well, because this might be like a very generic question, but I don't know it personally in regards to like mm-hmm. organic and, and paid ads, I would assume you get more of a, more of a, how do you say it? Like more more buyers or whatever that might be with organic, right? What's what's the difference between like organic and like paid? Like what's the conversion rate? There you go. Yeah, so with think of it like this. So it's like for 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 Facebook ads, right? Mm-hmm. Which obviously is a form of paid ads. Facebook ads is like if a car dealership, if like a salesperson in a car dealership went door to door trying to sell you a car. Mm-hmm. SEO is like if you went to the car dealership to buy a car. That's the difference. Oh, so you have the in, control. Yeah, in, in the sense that like with paid ads, people, and this is strictly for Facebook ads because something like Google ads is a little bit different, but mm. for Facebook ads, like pe- these guys are bombarding you with ads for a product that you may or may not want, right? You're on Facebook, you're looking at what your friends are doing, you're chatting with buddies, you're generally not in a buying mood, right? Mm. People hit you with ads and then maybe you go in and buy. So the conversion rate is pretty low. It's usually around like 1%, right? Mm -hmm. With SEO though, again, people are searching for what you have to offer. Say if you're selling, um, I don't know, a fake eyelash or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If you go and search like fake eyelash extensions and you're ranking there, people are gonna click on you and then their chances of them buying are significantly higher because you're you're selling what they're looking to buy in that Mm -hmm. moment. They're not being bombarded with an ad. They're coming to you saying, I need to buy this product. Will you fulfill it for me? So that's the difference. With SEO, I mean, I've seen, I have clients sometimes see a six to 7% conversion rate compared to Facebook, which Damn. is sometimes one to two. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, a pretty significant, um, significant jump there in conversion rate. Um, and that's why it, it pays, it pays dividends, right? Like you don't need as much organic traffic to generate some significant revenue. Mm-hmm. And then once you pay for SEO, since like you mentioned, it's always changing, how much of that stays with you? Obviously, like let's say like six months or a year um, of that audience, or how much does it decrease and so forth? Yeah, I mean, generally, I mean, it it really kind of depends. Um, mm-hmm. Our SEO work is usually pretty white hat, meaning it 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 uh, really aligns with you know Google's terms of service mm-hmm. um, in ensuring that um, you know that <clears throat> rankings actually stick. 
right? Because the more you kind of deviate your work away from Google's terms of service and how they operate, the more of a chance that your rankings could decrease over time as Google updates their algorithm, right? Mm. So with that said, I would say generally speaking, our work usually sticks around a little bit longer. Um, you would probably want to have someone come in every now and then just to check the SEO health of your site to sh make sure that you know you don't see drops in rankings in a year or two from from there. Mm. Um, but I would say like in general, it's it's pretty consistent. You can usually rely on rankings to kind of stick around. Um, but you know, of course, there are cases where sometimes a competitor will come in and knock you off, right? Mm. Um, it, there's a lot of factors uh, to kind of pay attention to, but again, bottom line, like you can generally rely on most of that traffic to stick around over time. Okay, yeah, no, I thought it was pretty fucking dope when you posted the one where it's like, you fucking were on top of Sephora. I was like, that's fucking gangster, fuck Sephora. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was talking about when sometimes a competitor comes around. Like, so it's like you're in an industry and then, yeah. you know, you get another company coming that's ramping up the SEO. It's mm. like, they could knock you off if you're not really kind of staying on top of your game. So for, mm -hmm. there are definitely some industries where it's like you need an SEO person all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and there's some industries where it's not super competitive and you can probably get away with uh, doing maybe a six to 12 month SEO run and then being done. Okay. Got you. Got you. Well, in regards to like those programs, how much do they run like per business or is that like based on like, cause you said it's a little bit more tailored. So is that like based on the business size, like where they're starting off or, or how does that work? Like, like on average, obviously it doesn't have to be like exact numbers. You talk about like pricing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So usually our retainers are around three to 5,000 a month. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes if we're working in very competitive industries like SaaS, uh, like mm -hmm. say if someone we've worked with like uh, Instagram SaaS companies mm -hmm. before where like essentially it's like a growth system for Instagram. Okay. Uh, for that type of industry, like we've had 25,000 per month retainers. Damn. Um, CBD industry, we've had 10 to 15,000 per month retainers. So mm -hmm. um, those two industries, CBD and SaaS, is usually going to be a lot higher because like you just need it. If I wouldn't even take on a client if they were only willing to pay 5K per month because they wouldn't see the results. Mm -hmm. But then for like most general industries, usually 5k between three to 5k is enough to get them ranking got you got you and then in regards to um to like cbd that's because for the most part it, it's harder to advertise that on there because it's not like i i guess legally compliant in some ways is that correct or yeah yeah it's really difficult to advertise cbd products on Facebook and Google ads. Obviously there are loopholes, there are ways to do it. Mm -hmm. um, generally speaking, most CBD brands see SEO and, and Google organic search as kind of the way that they're gonna really monetize their store. Mm -hmm. So it's so saturated, man. I mean, the amount of people that are trying to rank in the CBD industry is nuts. I mean, mm -hmm. I was working with one CBD company um, and we got into the first page, like they, essentially they spent about two, they spent about a hundred grand on SEO before they came to us yeah. and they got onto like page two Yeah. and we bumped them up, up onto page one. Um, and they were spending about 10 to 15 K a month. Yeah. And then Google had like an algorithm update and then they dropped back onto page two. And then at that point I told the guy, I was like, look, man, I have no idea what else we could do to get yeah. this up to page one because the CBD as much as everyone's trying to rank in Google for CBD, Google is also very difficult about how they rank CBD, mm -hmm. uh, CBD sites. It's just one of those health industry sites um, where it's difficult to rank. Google nowadays is favoring sites like WebMD, Health.com, Healthline, stuff like like those legitimate health sites. Mm -hmm. They'd rather rank those sites because they know that they're legitimate brands over some shop trying to make a quick buck. So. Nowadays, I stay away from the CBD industry. I don't work with CBD clients. It's just way too competitive, and mm. uh, 
I do not recommend even starting a CBD brand at this point. It is just so saturated. <laughs> yeah, no, I think my mom tried starting like a brand like that like a year ago, and she was like, "It's so fucking hard. They can't promote shit on Instagram." I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm yeah. like, I mean, I'm like, I mean, I guess you should have found out, but she didn't buy that much inventory. But I was like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I was like, she was like, "Can you help me?" I was like, "I don't even know how to run my life. You expect me to help you with the ads?" I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, so but she I, she does um she does like sells like for like for like vans, Converse, like all kinds of shoes like on eBay and Amazon. I don't know like mm -hmm. what she does. I don't I don't think she's doing like any like SEO stuff. I think it's just like them advertising it one way or another. But I'm like completely clueless on that. Hence why I want you on to kind of explain that. Do you know how like how they work? How their algorithm works? Like what? Like how do they push people to the top? I'm guessing obviously like the more time and loyalty that you have with customers in the past, correct? Um, I'm sorry, with, with Google, you're saying? Uh, no, it's a little bit different from what you do, but I was just wondering, like, if you knew, I guess, like, from Amazon or, like, eBay. Oh, yeah. I honestly yeah. have no idea. Okay. Um, Amazon and eBay, you know, those are those are search engines, too, right, mm -hmm. in a sense. It, you need, like, an SEO to, mm -hmm. to rank you in it because it's just like Google. Yeah. Um, of course, I've only worked with Google, so I, I couldn't yeah. tell you the first thing about Amazon or eBay, mm -hmm. but I know there are a lot of really good Amazon experts out there who, mm -hmm. who absolutely crush it. Um, in the Amazon game, but it, I, I, from what I've heard, it is similar, right? It's like keyword based, mm -hmm. um, making sure, you know, everything is tagged correctly and stuff like that. Oh, got you. So it's just like, it's in its own world, but the same thing, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still like search engine optimization, but mm -hmm. like the rules are a little bit different. Got you. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, another thing that I wanted to get to as well. Um, when did you stop drinking and what was like the reasoning behind that? Cause obviously that's like a huge thing for people to do like especially nowadays especially during covid and everything like that but like yeah how, how'd that come about yeah so i mean i stopped drinking i was end of 20 what is it 2021 mm -hmm. i think end of 2018 mm -hmm. or no no end of 2019 i'm sorry yeah and end, end of 2019 i stopped drinking um and yeah i mean Essentially, it, it, it was kind of going back to um, why I said college was a bit of a wash for me, right? Yeah. It was like, uh, that's just kind of what I did in college. You know, I just mm. partied. Um, I drank a lot. I mean, I think by by the end of my college experience, like my, my fifth year, I was going out sometimes three, four nights a week, you know? <laughs> so probably probably closer to four four nights a week, right? Yeah. Just blowing, like, going out drinking and stuff like that. Um and it got to a point that, yeah, like I was failing all my classes. Um, and it did get to a point where it, 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 it was clearly not just me just having too much fun. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It was, it, it got to a point where, you know, I was doing it by myself. Um, I know that like, I remember just my perspective on things started changing a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, but in, I was losing motivation to do like basic stuff mm -hmm. um, for, drinking was all I wanted to do. And eventually I realized, you know, I had to get help and quit. Um, and I eventually did, did get, did, did do that. It took a long time. Mm -hmm. um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. It was very difficult just because like of how incorporated you know, alcohol is in kind of our current social culture. Right. Mm -hmm. That's just what people do. I'm 25, right? Like when they're 25, that's, yeah. that's what they do. So it was really difficult to transition to not drinking. But the cool thing that happened when I, when I did quit 
was I started to kind of like get all my senses back, right? Like I started to be motivated again. Um, I just felt like a completely different person. And that's pretty much why I've been able to do what I do. Like hundred percent quitting drinking, why I was able to, you know, get out of the nine to five, build a business and pretty much live the life that I live now. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So, I mean, I, I, I give you major props because that's, that's a bitch. How, how was getting like the help that you needed like during that time period? Was it like all by yourself? Like was it self-medicated? Did you have like a support team or like a group or family? Or how how'd that look like? Um, I just went to, what do they call it? Like it, I didn't go to rehab. I went to essentially just like a, it wasn't AA either. I forget what you call it. It's like, it's like group therapy basically. Okay. I went to group therapy. That, that's what it is. It's like intensive, intensive uh, group therapy. Um. And yeah, I mean, they just kind of set you up with like an addiction counselor and stuff. They just kind of talk you through it. Um, it's a long process, right? I mean, like, I think I tried to get sober for like two years. Yeah. It took me two years to actually uh, give it up for good. And kind of going going through that process, like, you know, you learn a lot about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you learn um, to kind of overcome a lot of those mistakes because like you have a lot of shame from from what you did like ultimately what what ends up happening is like um you know you drink you cause problems you have shame and that shame makes you keep drinking so it's just like it's an endless negative loop right Mm -hmm. so you kind of they kind of teach you how to break that loop Mm -hmm. um and they teach you how to uh you know live without it because it becomes a lifestyle right like it gets to a point where like that's your lifestyle you wake up you drink you know everything you do is revolves around that so it's like when you cut that out, it's like you're almost missing like a piece of yourself. You're yeah. missing a piece of your life. It's it's really crazy mm-hmm. uh, when you when you kind of when you see it from that perspective. When, when you when you're living that type of lifestyle, so it's like these guys they come in and they help that transition, help you with that transition. So it's mm-hmm. a lot of work. wasn't easy. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. But um, I think you talk to anybody who's quit drinking, they they tell you it's it's the best decision they've ever made. And mm-hmm. you know, I I kind of uh, also agree with with that statement. It's by far best decision I ever made. Um, mm. and everything got better <laughs> after, yeah. afterwards. Like, uh, you, you think that, um, I think one of the big things people say when like, you're going to quit is that you're going to lose all your friends. Um, and the truth is I did lose all my friends, but it was kind of a good thing because I was only friends with those guys. Cause everyone liked to drink, you know, um, we didn't actually have anything in common. So it's like, you, kind of get more you get a better grasp of like yourself like who you really are when you when you kind of cut it out when you know obviously when 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 you're when you're an addict it's a little bit different when you're just drinking socially right but when you're an addict it's like you build your whole life around it your friends uh your hobbies everything like Mm -hmm. that um so then when you cut it out you kind of get to really see who you really are Mm -hmm. no i i agree i think that was like one of the things for me like i also drink but it's like super minimal now but before Mm -hmm. i was like when I was drinking a lot, I'm like, holy shit, I'm like, this is like my personality, or this is how I am, and I completely understand like the whole loop too, like, just stupid shit that I would do, I'm like, fuck, why did I do this, and then like, <laughs> and then it's like, yeah. and then I, I look through my phone, and like, I see like evidence of shit that I did, like, people recording mm-hmm. me, I'm like, fuck, I'm such a fucking idiot, it's like a, it's like a, like that walk of shame, but like mentally, it's like, god damn it, <laughs> so it's, yeah. it, it's, yeah. a, it's a shitty spot to be in, but I guess, for you, I'm guessing you're completely abstaining for, for good or are you going to like maybe let list like in a few years or, or how, how's that for you? Well, you know, the plan is for good. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, ideally. Yeah. Yeah. Ideally, ideally it's for good. Um, 
I think I could probably do. I mean, you know, obviously it's a it's a long it's a long, long journey. Time, right? like, yeah. You can never say like I'm gonna be absent for good because you just never know, right? Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I told myself I was gonna be absent for good back in 2017, mm-hmm. um, and it took me quite some time to to really kind of abstain for good. Um, by the way, it was it was 2018 when I quit. In all the years, make 2018 is when I when when I quit. End of 2018, I've been sober for a little over two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you know, it's it's a little bit it's unpredictable. You never know. You can never say concretely it's going to be going to be for good, but that is the plan. That's the plan. No, I I completely, I completely agree with you. So that, that time period when it was like 2017 to 2019 before you officially quit, did you like, was it like you were having a drink like once a month or once every two months and then, or maybe like you relapsed and then you were trying to cut it off or how was that process of of, uh, drinking? Yeah. So it's, basically it's like you you tell yourself like i'm done right but then like you relapse every like three or four weeks like mm-hmm. that was kind of my thing i think the most i got was like three months okay um but, like generally it was about like once a month i mm-hmm. would like relapse um but then the problem is like when you relapse it's not just like you know you do it once and then you hop back on the bandwagon i mean some people do that which would and that, that's great you know you just you go for it again but usually what happens is you relapse and then you stick to it for a little while. And mm-hmm. then you have to have like a big incident that gets you to stop again. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty painful cycle. You know, have to have to kind of live that way. So um, we call it being on the fence, mm-hmm. meaning that like, you know, you should drink, you know, you should stop, but you can't really stop. And you're still kind of being pulled both ways mm-hmm. um, of like drinking and not drinking. And that's like pretty much the worst place to be in um, when, when you are trying to quit. Mm-hmm. Uh you feel like you're kind of on the right track because like part of you is saying, I need to, I need to quit. And you've kind of accepted that, but you're just not fully there. Um, and it results in that just a loop of just constant relapses. Mm-hmm. Was there, was there like when you finally quit at the very end of 2019, was there like a specific thing that like hit you harder than, than it had before? Cause I feel like it would have had to made an impact or it just might've been like, I, I've explained this before to like other people for different situations. I'm like real change doesn't start till you're sick of your own shit. So it could have been like an internal thing as well. Or I, I don't know if you had something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually it was, it, it, it was kind of, a, it was kind of an interesting moment. I remember when I was like three months in to like my current streak right now, mm-hmm. Um, and I was just kind of like, essentially just white knuckling it, right? Mm-hmm. Like just, you know, doing it like I always had, just uh, not really looking at the core problems and just trying to just not drink, right? Like staying away from social events and stuff, wasn't really living my life. I was kind of just hiding from it, right? Oh, I see. Okay. And I, I remember when, at one point I was at this restaurant for like happy hour. Um, and I was just getting food. I wasn't drinking, but I saw another dude at the bar and he just looked like a complete mess, right? Like he was, uh, you know, he, he was obviously an alcoholic, right? His eyes were all red. His hair was all disheveled. He was wearing like flip-flops, pajamas, and he was just like drinking away. Right. Yeah. And I was looking at him thinking, I'm like, man, you know, that's not a good look. Like I don't want to be that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and at that point I had been you know, sober for, for like a couple months, um, so I was feeling good. I was like, you know, I'm not, not doing that right now. You know, yeah. On a back. Two weeks later, um, I was at work and something hit me and I was just like, that's it. I don't care. I'm drinking. So I drove on my lunch break. I drove down to a bar. I sat down and, um, I was about to order myself a drink 
Mm. I looked to my left and I saw that same guy that I saw at happy hour Damn. two weeks prior sitting down, getting his drink, hair all disheveled, wearing his pajamas, same, same, same deal. And I looked at him and I was just like, if I pick up this drink, I give myself the permission to be him. Yeah. And I told the waiter that I was no longer interested in there, went to Starbucks, yeah. and I have not picked up a drink since. That's a pretty fucking dope story, man, because, yeah, yeah. no, that's... I can see why that would, like, push you away from doing something like that, because at the end of the day, I mean, it's like, you can either choose the path of living the life that you want or being a slave to alcohol or whatever it might be, you know? So, yeah. I, I, dude, I gave you fucking intense props on that. Like, I'm, like, on the border of, like quitting drinking border of it but i but i've never like i haven't really gotten more than like buzz like in a bit either so like it's under control but i'm like everyone who says it says it's under control i'm like they should probably still watch out i'm like shit i'm like i don't want to be one of those you know like everyone's in now i'm like fuck so i'm i'm in a weird limbo state but i I, like if i drink now it'll be like once a week or something like that but so i'm still figuring that out my thing right is I love drinking. Like, I wish I could drink. <laughs> if I could drink responsibly, I totally would, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, for someone like you, I mean, obviously, do whatever you feel is best. But, like, I always tell guys, like, if it's not interfering with anything, if you're just getting having a few drinks and getting loose and you're having fun, like, mm-hmm. who gives a shit? It's not a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can have a few drinks and get loose. I can't do that because when I drink, I keep going. Like, there's essentially what, what alcoholism is, is like that switch in your brain to tell you to stop doesn't exist it's broken i know <laughs> so it's like you can tell you can stop and have a good yeah. time like more power to you, you know? that I, that's me after like six or seven shots and i'm like i can't tell you to stop that's why i never get to that limit i'll, I'll do like two or three but one six i'm like it's i'm long gone <laughs> it's like we, we, we finna we finna drink out the bottle tonight boys <laughs> But that, that's that's how I used to be like when it when it came to that man. So that's why I'm like that's why like I, I limit myself even when I do drink for the most part. But like maybe like what well, I don't even do it. I'm like I'm I'm 26. Like at this point in my life, like I'm like even hangovers are like really bad. Like they're hitting me harder than they did like three four years ago. I'm like, is it really worth it? Like yeah I, yeah even for New Year's I'm like uh, I don't really you know so I I've avoided New Year's. I just did my own thing. I was like I'm good because. I know how everyone else is going to drink, but I guess going back to like your friends, how did you find out like your new group of friends? How did that come to be? Cause obviously you got rid of your old ones and you obviously found mm-hmm. other people in your life. Um, so they were actually people, it was actually just like a couple guys that I'd hung out with a lot in uh, elementary school, middle school, high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started kind of hanging out with them more and then I got to know kind of their friends. And then ultimately I just kind of started hanging out with, with that whole group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of a good segue because like these guys who, you know, I knew in like elementary, middle high school, like we didn't have a friendship because of alcohol, right? Like in college, the biggest thing was like all my friendships were based off of alcohol, mm-hmm. right? Like it was, I was friends with the guys that I was because everyone liked to party, go, go get drunk stuff like that. Mm-hmm. These guys, it was, built off of something more real, like actually like having stuff in common. So mm. um, naturally I got along with their friends and now, you know, we hang out every weekend and it's a, it's a great time. So I got kind of fortunate in that sense, but you know, it's not easy, right? When you quit and you have to find a whole new group of friends, like that was always something that really scared me. Mm. Um, that was something that always really kind of held me back in the beginning. Um, 
but you know it's like when you quit there's a lot of things that you have to overcome that's why it's so hard for people to do it that's why people relapse because changing your whole situation because you i mean you have to, you live a different life like it's like a completely different life mm. um so it's like cha- changing all that stuff is scary but like you know the bottom line is that I think people have to realize like if, if you are if you are an addict it's like your current life is just not sustainable so mm-hmm. it's like you kind of have no choice you just have to put your big boy pants on and just figure it out you know that's what i did <laughs> yeah yeah and you're right a lot of people can't figure that out which is why it's always like it's always a fucking a hard transition for you in particular for your transition how was that where you're like like did you do you feel like you not like fit in in the beginning or like were you too amped up like what's going on and they were like too chill or, or like how was that how was that for you with like going out and stuff uh like from the different friends i guess like going out yeah like from the friends that were drinking compared to the friends that you had like uh the now uh, from yeah. high school because obviously you, know you might have like, like had to change yourself a little bit right i would assume so honestly i didn't okay um, i've always been someone who's just like i'm always just true to myself like i can't Hell take yeah. any right mm-hmm. like i just that's just me right i'm yeah pretty wild i say a lot of crazy stuff no, that me too. probably isn't super pc right dude, like, me that's too. Me. <laughs> me, man. i don't give a shit yeah. dude i think like the second podcast i ever did i was like everything every minute of this is will like if like this goes like crazy eventually like in two three years it'll get me canceled like for sure hands down i was like i, I was not give a shit. just about to say dude if someone recorded me for like a day or a week yeah. i could cancel in, like 10 seconds dude, dude, me there's, like, too. No way. there's like actually no way i wouldn't get canceled so <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, like, that, that's just how I am. So it's like, when I met these, it, it turns out, like, fortunately, this new group of friends, they're kind of the same. Okay. We're all kind of like, we're all kind of degens in that sense a little bit. Mm. Uh, we just kind of say whatever, do whatever. So it kind of, it kind of worked out. I would say I got pretty lucky mm-hmm. uh, with kind of the whole friendship aspect of, of, of quitting drinking. I'm sure it's much more difficult for other people, but I, I did get kind of lucky in that sense. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty good. I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, like you ended up finding like who worked out for you, and and then sometimes the stroke of luck never helps. But what do you think about luck? Because I had a, I had this conversation with another person the other day, and and people I've I've heard varying op- opinions. Usually, it's the haters that believe in luck for the most part. Like, oh, he just got lucky, and then there's the people that are like, yeah. that's when hard work meets preparation. So I, I kind of wanted to hear your take on that. Yeah, I mean, with luck. It's like obviously, like there to some degree, stuff has to does have to kind of go your way. Mm-hmm. There is a little bit of luck involved with stuff, mm-hmm. but like luck is created by putting yourself in the position to be fortunate, right? Mm-hmm. You have to put yourself in a position to be lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, so while while like while I do agree that there is a little bit of luck involved in stuff, like mm-hmm. for the most part, you do have to put yourself in a position to be lucky. Mm-hmm. So which requires work, right? Like you do have to work for it to some degree. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, because like I said, it's, I, I just like in regards to people, like I said, when you get like any business or, or anything like that, they're like, oh, he got lucky, or ah, it'll last only a month, six months, or the economy's mm-hmm. gonna hit, he's gonna get you all fucked over. Have you ever, have you ever encountered people like that? And if so, like, how did you deal with that? You know, I really haven't. Mm-hmm. I haven't really like I know people say that like when you start a business like you're gonna lose all your friends because they're gonna get jealous of you and like this and that like I don't know people like to just act like the like the whole world is out to get them for whatever reason mm-hmm. um I think it's evil. I think I've been people in my inner circle you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like I never really had like 
too many doubters like in my inner circle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've always kind of had people who believed in me mm-hmm. in that in that sense. Um, now, if you go to people in college, right, like who were around me when I was drinking and I was an alcoholic, yeah, those guys all thought I was losers. Those guys didn't think I could I could do anything. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea like what their actual opinion is because I cut them all out, right? So mm-hmm. it's like I always make it uh, a point to only keep people in my circle who are positive mm-hmm. and supportive and mm-hmm. uh, just high energy, good energy. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. I think it's like when people are out of your rear view mirror, it doesn't really phase what they think because that's all irrelevant. Yeah. You're just focused on yourself. And I think that's what a lot of people need to do. They need to focus on who's in their inner circle, who they're letting into their life. But a lot of people don't. A lot of people like like they're open arms with everybody. I'm like, fuck no. I'm like, for the majority of people, I'm like, get the fuck away from me. I'm in my own lane. Like at the gym, I'll only have my headphones. I'm like, I don't want to fucking talk to any of you guys. Even if you guys yeah. are cool, I'm like, the risk usually outweighs that which is why like i like to be like very like meticulous as to like who i put into my life like who i talk to and 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 things like that i'm like at the minimum even if there's like no contribution like like i I, as long as you have a good heart that's like the minimum for me but then at the end of the day finding a good heart's hard at the same time because so many people are only out for themselves you know yeah i mean you have to get good at kind of like screening screening people right like Mm -hmm. you don't want you don't want your inner circle super huge like i was the guy in college that knew everybody mm-hmm. right like you know, i think a lot of people are like that like it's pretty easy to get caught up in the whole social aspect mm-hmm. of college with fraternity and stories and stuff like that um but usually it's like the the wider your circle is like the, the like the lesser in quality of people yeah. you have right it's mm-hmm. like the amount of like like really quality people that are worth spending time with is like pretty low yeah you know? yeah so like it's pretty low to be honest and nobody really likes to hear that because everyone likes to act like they're the popular guy and that they have a whole bunch of friends the truth is there's probably only like maybe three or four people that you're like really tight with right mm-hmm. no yeah I-, I agree with that at least for me when i'm basically i guess like screening people like I- i'm usually watching from a distance first before i get close mm-hmm. to the fire that's normal like i'm like little by little like i don't just like go like balls deep like i would like with the podcast or like a business something like that like something like that's different because it's obviously i'd rather risk than not risk at all but with friendships and i'm like i don't really need them because i already have like my circle so it's like why would i take Mm -hmm. that unnecessary risk you know but as for you is there certain things that you look for in a person or, or certain things that you screen for yeah, I mean, first off, like you actually can't get offended easily. If we're gonna be, fr- if you get offended easily, like we're one. not. Gonna be That's friends. a huge one. Oh, <laughs> dude, when when I fucking meet people, usually I'll throw in like two offensive jokes right away just to kind of see where they're at. Just that's usually what I do. I'm like, are you like uh, a bitch or are you like chill? Like that, I'll usually do that on purpose. Like I'll throw in like like a 9/11 joke or something, like <laughs> something of that sort. Like it doesn't even have to uh, be that. Just something dark, and then like I kind of like I go off of that normally. <laughs> That's me, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's a good way to screen, you know, right yeah. from the get-go if you got someone who's uh, going to be a little bitch all the time. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, someone who, like, really, that's kind of, like, I mean, I, yeah, I need, yeah, people who can't be offensive. People who are funny, too. I need, yeah. I need to be around funny people, dude. If you're yeah. boring, like, you can't take a joke, <laughs> like, I actually am not going to with you either. Yeah. Um, What else? Like, th- that's pretty much the main things, right? Mm. And then, like, obviously just, like, good energy right like mm-hmm. good vibes you don't want to be around just like negative people that are always like 
trying to be like the victim. Like, oh my, I was on Facebook the other day. This one dumbass girl, like, <laughs> all she does is just post about like how she's a victim and like how like the world is out to get her and like yeah. this and that and this and that. And I'm just like, why are people even, why do people like this even exist, man? Yeah. Like, just take take responsibility for stuff, right? Stop blaming everything. Just stop, you know, it's, I feel like the, the, the characters of like people that you don't want to associate with are just, through the roof. It's like, you have to really, really get good at screening people. Otherwise you're just going to be just miserable I, I <laughs> with, 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 with your social circle. Yeah, man. Those people, those people are too intense for my blood. Like they're always playing like, whoa, is me. Like the, like you said, the world out to get me. And I'm like, you're doing this to yourself. You don't even fucking realize it. And it's, it's just, I don't know what it is. Maybe they can't, they're not self-aware or cause obviously I don't think inherently like people are, are bad people. But at the end of the day, I'm like, you are carving out your own story, whether you realize it or not, by your own decisions, your actions, who you're hanging out around with. But those people, like, those people and the people that are like, I'm leaving Facebook for good, text me if you have my number, those people are the worst, too. I don't know if you've dealt with those. Or they have, like, a black screen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like, who cares, man? Like, yeah. I didn't even know you were on Facebook. <laughs> like, I forgot about you. Yeah. yeah like, it's... People, people like they give themselves like way more importance than they than they mm -hmm. actually deserve. People think that like the world kind of revolves around them, mm -hmm. um, and that people like actually care about their opinions and stuff <laughs> like that. I know that's kind of like kind of crazy, like kind of maybe a little bit mean to say, but like nobody really cares about your opinion to be honest. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could post it on Facebook and maybe you'll get some likes, but like, the truth is, nobody really cares that much. So it's like, I don't know. It's like, like something like Facebook. It's actually the worst thing ever that I'm in digital marketing because mm -hmm. like I need Facebook. Yeah, but yeah. I wish because I'm so tired of reading people's shit all the time. It's just it's just madness. Like, I mean, this one girl was like, she literally creates problems in her head so she's not bored, and then she posts them on social media for attention. Like yeah. that's literally like what she does every single week. And I'm just like, <laughs> can you just get like a normal job or something and just like live? live your life yeah instead of, instead of being an idiot on social media but mm. sometimes that's just too tall of an order for people <laughs> honestly yeah i i realized that like oh because at the end of the day like you said like even though it's kind of mean i'm like reality's mean i'm like if you don't hear from from someone mm. else you're gonna get your ass beat by life and and then you could yeah. just be unhappy potentially more than likely i i would probably bet on that if if we were betting at the poker table i'd be like yeah that guy's probably gonna have an unhappy life or that girl or whatever but yeah man i don't i don't know i here, here's when i learned to like to stick on my own like i would tell people like the truth or reality and then it'd be like you're such a fucking asshole i'm like bitch i'm like trying to do you a favor but if you're gonna take it up the ass like you do with everything else then fuck you like i've had so many of those people on that and that's when i started like i think i was like 18 when i was like all right fuck these people i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go on my own because obviously people can't people don't like hearing the truth they really don't that's that's yeah I'm like, you guys have been too sheltered, in my opinion. Yeah, dude. It's, I mean, like, honestly, when you come from, like, my place, like, where you've, like, you know, battled alcohol addiction and stuff like that, like, mm -hmm. you know, been through suicidal moments, depression, all that kind of stuff, like, just dumb shit like that just doesn't really phase you anymore, right? Like, mm -hmm. like these problems, these problems that people make up and post on social media to, like, get attention and stuff like that, it's just, like, you just, you, you kind of just are a little bit like, you, you don't, you just, I don't know, it, it, it doesn't get, like, you don't get to it. <laughs> what am I saying? Sorry. No, you're fine, uh, man. You, you, like, 
it doesn't get to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like dumb stuff like that, it just stops phasing you. Mm-hmm. I guess what I'm trying to say. Um, so that's why I just can't get on with, with with these people who are just always complaining and just always trying to be a victim and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Because just not on the same radar anymore. Mm-hmm. I I feel that man. This is um this is a random question, but by any chance you have Clubhouse? I do. I do have Clubhouse. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, you. Sh- I was like, I was about to throw you an invite if you didn't have fucking Clubhouse. But Clubhouse is the shit. The amount of people that you can connect with on there, the amount of people that you can yeah. find, like in in your world, like for se SEO, like communication, psychedelics, like everything. I was about. I was like, you should get on there because I feel like well, you have the whole energy and the whole vibes that those people will have for the most part, you know. So I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, he better be on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's a good opportunity for your business too at the same time like if you put yourself out there like with the with the rooms and everything yeah yeah i've i've been a couple i've spoken a little bit mm-hmm. at some clubhouse stuff um mm-hmm. it's cool i feel like it might be kind of dying a little bit now though mm-hmm. like i feel like it was like really kind of on the up like a month or two ago but then like twitter created like twitter spaces mm-hmm. and like then everyone started using that and like before by clubhouse notification used to be through the roof with people creating groups yeah. people joining people following but now like i don't get any notifications anymore so it's like yeah. i don't know maybe maybe it's just me but it, I, people i've talked to it seems like it's kind of uh it was kind of a bit of a fad i hope mm. it's not the case though because i did enjoy it when i was mm. when uh we were really active um I, it's still really good um it might be dying down maybe i haven't observed that but what do you think about twitter spaces i went into like a few of those rooms it kind of feels like it's chaotic like there's not much structure but i mean it is just the beginning stages i'm sure clubhouse was like that but but what did you think about that i honestly haven't tried it yet mm-hmm. uh, i don't even know how to set one up <laughs> i don't think i think only certain people can set it up and if they have it, you can join it should be where the fleets are at at the top yeah I've seen the ability to join. I don't think I don't think my account can set one up because mm-hmm. I've tried. Like I've Googled it, and like it didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. So I feel like um, I might just because I think it's it's still like kind of in a beta, beta, yeah. beta right? or have, it is a beta. Okay, yeah, I don't think I have full access yet. Yeah, only certain ones do, and it's like it's funny because I'm like seeing some friends that I would never expect to have, and I'm like, what the fuck? And they're just talking <laughs> about drugs. <laughs> Like, it's just throwing me off. I'm like, all right, man. But, like, it's just, like, the funniest shit ever, like, joining in them. And then I just dip after, like, three minutes. But, yeah, yeah. man. It's it's a it's an interesting world. Do you think uh, Instagram's going to copy them as well? Do you know if they're working? I feel like they would, but I don't know. Oh, they definitely are going to copy that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Twitter already copied uh, their stories, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Retaliation. I don't know. Who started stories first? Was it Snapchat or Instagram? I have no idea. Um, Snapchat had it first, and then Instagram stole it, and then Twitter stole it got it so it was okay. like yeah it was in that all, it's all these social media they're all gonna be the same damn platform yeah. here <laughs> but, uh, dude, um, i know uh, i know uh youtube from the last podcast that i did that they were telling me that they're doing something called youtube shorts which is the same thing as reels and tiktoks so i'm like oh everyone's God, fucking stealing are. everything yeah i'm just like yeah. bruh <laughs> i'm like just fucking create a new app i, I guess it's too much work and they have we have like the what is it the uh, credibility and shit you know yeah yeah it's um i mean that's just how it is everyone's just copying each other because i think the first thing you learn in business is that you certainly don't have to reinvent the wheel to make money yeah most businesses that make money are just copycats of another business and they just get marketed better that's why these social media platforms you know they have no Mm -hmm. problem copying the other platforms as well because 
that's what works. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I give you, like, major props for, like, not being, like, one of those, like, those flashy social media people that are, like, freaking with the Porsches and shit. And they're, like, oh, oh yeah. I'm in Dubai with their hands out like that. Like, what's good? You know, like, those people. There's so much of that, man. I'm just, like, bro. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean it, it's look, enticing, but it's they're selling I mean, a dream. Just, Sorry. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm just like a normal guy. I mean, mm. that's I'm not really trying to sell a dream. Like, I mean, I'm just here to have fun, do SEO, build my business, communi- like communicate with people. I'm not really interested in like flexing Ferraris and like, you know, yeah, Rollies and stuff like that. I mean, like, it's great if you have it, but like, I just don't, I just don't feel the need to show it. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I like to be more relatable you know i'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal and make people see me as some kind of like demigod like some guys try to do Mm -hmm. Uh, it's really inauthentic and the truth is most of these guys who do that they don't actually live that lifestyle you know Mm -hmm. it's all for show so i kind of built my twitter brand just based off of authenticity so that's kind of what Mm -hmm. i plan on continuing to portray over time and i think that's why your account's been growing like so well because you're just being yourself and that's a lot more relatable because i think for the most part in the beginning of social media, people didn't really know that this this was all like a con or they're just being inauthentic. Everyone's like, oh, wow, I want to be like that. Like, they're like, ooh, shiny. So, like, the fucking mosquito to the lamb kind of thing. But now people are just like, fuck this. Like, we're over it. Aside from, like, maybe, like, the 18-year-olds or the 16-year-olds, they might, might not know that. <laughs> but, like, the majority yeah. of people, like, they, they already know that. And, and they'll be they'll, they'll find out, like, in a year or two if they don't know. But... Yeah, man, I, I give you mad respect for that. I'm like, you're just doing your own shit. You're grinding. And I think that goes to show more like you're at peace with yourself as opposed to others because other people like crave, they, they need that attention. That's like, they're like leeching off of it like a mosquito, you know? And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, do you, but I'm not going to do that, you know? Yeah, most people are like that. And usually it comes from a place of, uh, lack of confidence, mm-hmm. lack of self-esteem. Um, I mean, you know, some people, they do it because it makes money, right? They show both, they get a yeah. bunch of retweets, yeah. and then they uh, make money off it's on their gumroad courses, right? But then, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd say more so with, like, you know, personal social media profiles, people will show both and all their stuff, mm-hmm. and then, like, they have this and that. It's usually coming from a place of insecurity. So mm-hmm. it's kind of sad to see, but... Like I learned very early on in life, you can't save everyone, so just yeah. gotta focus on yourself. <laughs> yes, that's I, I I was talking about that like a while back too. I was like, one of the things I learned is like it's just like a wasted energy. It's like a shitty like ROI trying to like help someone out when they don't want to help themselves out. I'm like, it's a waste of time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you get that a lot. It's like for me at least, like I mean, I have people who like come to me being like, hey, can you help me start a business, right? And like, if I really like the person, like I'll sit down and, and try to help them, right? Mm-hmm. But you quickly, you, you quickly know who's who's really gonna succeed and, and like, are, I guess you quickly know who has a chance of succeeding and who has no chance, right? And it's always like the people who, you know, you give them advice and they do nothing within the first week or so, like, you know, those are the guys that they, they just they just wanna hear. They, they just like the motivation porn, right? Yeah. Um, there's a difference, like, it's really easy to give someone a roadmap to to get out of whatever issue they have. Like, mm-hmm. say they're, like, out of shape, really easy to give them a roadmap. So they're broke, it's easy to give them a roadmap to make money. Mm-hmm. But it comes down to their execution. So if they're not ex- going to execute it, I'm not going to waste my breath. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could tell people, like, hey, you got to fucking eat cleaner, eat chicken, eat rice, eat broccoli. They're like, McDonald's? Double Mac? <laughs> no, bitch. <laughs> That's not what I fucking said. Uh, but, I mean, there, there's always those people. But 
I feel like, uh, oh my god, man, I, I literally tried, like, helping out, like, with a bunch of people, like, with something I was, like, passionate about, like, in the stock market, um, mm. and, like, I, I literally gave, like, so many people, like, so much, like, free information, and only, like, two out of, like, 20 people, like, looked into it, I'm, like, 10%, I'm, like, that's it, I'm, like, that's how many people, I was, like, off my own little, like, personal thing, you know, but I'm, like, I would bet that it's pretty similar, like, for, for anything else that you want to help, but then people are like, oh, it's too much work. Oh, I don't want to do that. All that, you know? Yeah, man. People like the idea of all this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, people, you know, they set goals from this, or maybe they set goals from themselves. They, they think of like a vision for where they want to be, what they want to do. But oftentimes just that thought and that vision is enough. They don't really need to see it through to get yeah. the high off of it. Right. So most people say like, yeah, I'm going to build a business. I'm going to make 10 K a month. And that's it. That's enough for them. They're mm -hmm. like, yep, I'll get around to it. And they never, they never do it. Like yeah. I know that for a fact because I used to be like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's kind of sucks for them, but that's reality, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, there's winners and then there's people who just kind of coast and yeah. And, then, know, and, then why, and then they regret it in the retirement home. And they regret it. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's literally how it goes down, man. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a crazy. It's cruel, man. World's cruel. The world's cruel. Yeah. I'm like, you can, like you said, you can pick to be a winner or you can pick to just coast through life. You have yeah. two choices and it's all on you. It's all dependent. Like it's, you want to be in bed and cry all day about fucking uh, having three cheat meals yesterday. Or are you going to go to the gym and start undoing yeah. that fucking damage that you've done? And then finally start progressing after a week, you know? So that, that's all life is like in very short, simple terms, obviously you can extract that to whatever situation and, and personalize it. But yeah, man, that's, that's reality. I mean, uh, thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciated having yeah. you on. Where can people follow you? Uh, so they can follow me on Twitter at SEO Kevl. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, did you have any other, uh, anything else you wanted to possibly voice out or any, like any opinions you wanted to say, um, or any advice you might want to give to the listeners or anything like that? I don't think so. I think we covered a lot. I appreciate yeah. you taking time to have me on. You asked a lot of great questions. Um, yeah, man. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, man. Hopefully I'll get you on in the future and then, um, and then I'll, I'll upload this in a few days and I'll, and I'll shoot you a tag as well. Okay. That sounds great. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, man. You have a good rest of your day. All right, bro. Thanks, man. You too. You're